Hey everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly. We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Here we go. You. Hey guys, the episode you're about to hear needed to be re-edited. All the guests and stories you love so much are still the same. We just needed to bleep out a few things for privacy. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment. We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you. In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals. Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets, like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high-converting Tinder bio. We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner. If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you. We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times. And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys. Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, trust building, and pickup. Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here. We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need. And now, back to the episode. This is How to Have Threesomes, I'm And I'm and today we have a very special guest. Would you like to tell people what your name is and where you are from? Sure, I'm Magic. I'm from Los Angeles, California. Ow, ow. <laughs> Originally from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, but most recently, LA. And you guys should definitely check her out on Instagram. Do you want to... Tell us your Instagram. Oh, yeah. My Instagram is at underscore M-A-J-I-C-K underscore magic. There we go. We will link all of her info in the show notes. Um, but you guys definitely want to watch her stories. They're entertaining. Her, her lack of giving a fuck <laughs> is authentic and really fun to observe. So um, without further ado, would you like to ask our wonderful guest her first question? Yeah. So... Tell us about yourself. Yeah, from uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, originally, and then moved to Los Angeles. And um, yeah, I've just been on a very interesting journey um, from spirituality, which turned into sexuality. I would say it's very so spiritual often sexual. Yeah, yeah. And so, how did you find yourself? In um, well, I was living in LA and was kind of in a rough place. Um, I was living out of my car. As We've in, done that. Yeah. <laughs> as people in LA often do. Right. Right. I guess it's not so uncommon. But yeah, I was I was just in a really dark place. I was um I was a dancer, never had any money, and was working every night, living out of my car. Then got in a car accident. Car yeah. got totaled. Um home got totaled. Home got totaled, you know, and that was kind of like the breaking point. But luckily it wasn't my fault. So I got some money for my car and my intuition was like, go to Take it and run. Yeah, like, just go. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not going to have a job. They're like, just go. And then came to in January. And of then this year? Of uh, 2020. Okay. Good yeah. timing. Yeah, perfect Damn, timing. good timing. Because then, corona. The world fucking and then fell the apart. Fell and we up. got stuck in paradise. And we're here? Yeah. So, I thank you, God. You know, everything happens for a reason. And I'm just, I feel super blessed that I'm here in And it's like, I am so abundant. You know, like, I'm not, I don't even have a job technically but I'm like the most abundant I've ever been in my entire life and it's just like aligning to that frequency that's great I feel like when people listen to that little voice it can often lead them in unexpected but way better places than like just staying where you're unhappy is one of those beautiful places where like you can live off of so little Mm -hmm. right like there were months at a time and I were living off of like war on like nazi goreng for like three dollars a day and I'm like we can make this work (laughs) and we did in LA we'd be screwed but here like yeah good things happen right how did you discover your sexuality? Mm, um, How old were you? 
like discovering my sexuality. Um, I would say like I first discovered my desire to have sex when I was about like 21. I like kind of fell in love with this guy and I was in love with the fact that he was like so dominant. Mm -hmm. And I was, cause I always had like a very fiery personality. Like I had sex before, but I was always kind of like the one in the lead. I was always mm -hmm. like telling the guys what to do. Like I knew how to control them. But then I met a guy who was like, the bitch like you know he just had this super masculine energy but very creative dominant he could just tell me what to do and I would be on my knees like <laughs> like a dog you know and I was like so interested like how did this man have such control over me it's a different dynamic than what you've been used to in the past right? I've never I was like what the like never experienced something like this but then he, he treated me like absolute shit and I just still kept going back hmm. and that's when I first uh learned my sexuality because he was like seducing me and we'd like have sex but then he would treat me like absolute shit like he would buy me an uber and then he would cancel the uber what <laughs> like yeah like in mind games oh really bad mind games and then and then he ended up like um sexually abusing me he ended up like raping me and like oh, all fuck. really like really dark shit went on with this guy and that's what basically led me to move away from Florida and to move to LA and that's when I pursued my journey of um becoming a stripper and a dominatrix and all of these ways to kind of reclaim and and Your power. my power yeah yeah and how long were you with him total oh not long babe it was like a fling it was kind of like a fling but it was so intense for me because he was uh mind controlling me kind mm -hmm. of and manipulating my mind so it was like this like psychic entity and ps like just before this had happened um i was diagnosed as schizophrenic bipolar and i was um i tried to commit suicide <laughs> there was all this like very deep stuff happening with me mentally because i was um I went to a place in Costa Rica and I explored with ayahuasca, peyote, acid, all these psychedelics, and mm -hmm. my mind was blown open. Yep. And so I kind of lost all sense of reality. And I, you know, I tried committing suicide, all these things. Then I came back to the earth and I was like... <laughs> in my human body. Yeah, I came back to the human body. Did, did you do the drugs first? Yeah. And then you tried to commit suicide after? Um, or was it the it was it, I did the drugs. I was actually on acid and I was living in a spiritual cult in Costa Rica. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh yeah. You had a lot of stories. Oh, babe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a movie about your life. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was in Costa Rica. I was on acid during this acid ceremony. Somehow ended up at the beach and... Yeah, I was like trying to drown myself in the ocean. It was just like this deep, it was a really deep journey, you know. But um, it was after that that I was just very like, what is real? Who am I? Yeah. Um, who can I trust and, and what can I trust? But, so when I came back to Florida to my family and I told them this, they're like, you're fucking insane. You know, I'm like, no, I met God. And they're like, no, 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 no. no like no. I had a kundalini awakening. They're like, no, you're you're schizophrenic, you're bipolar, take this lithium, you know, like just try to put you in the box type of thing. And then this guy shows up who has like a lot of right. so power and control and your mind is super vulnerable at that state. Exactly. You totally took power of it. Yeah. How did you meet him? Um, I was actually about to teach one of my twerk classes and it was like my first twerk class I was going to teach and like I'm all fiery and like excited and I'm wearing some like tiger pants and he was tiger like, pants. yeah, I was very much in my like sexual creative energy and then he sees me and he's like, hey baby girl, you know, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> and he took me, me on a date. Yeah, we went out on a date and it was fun. We were like dancing, you know, like ooh, we had this passion, this fire, but then he just, oh, I was, um. I was not really aware of my sexual power at that time. Like mm -hmm. I wasn't aware of my my self-worth, my value. I, I didn't even really know how to like have sex or like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I haven't had, hadn't had like sex or to know like that a guy needs to like have a challenge. He needs to like play games, you know? All the power balances. And the, right, you can't just needs. be like a puddle on the floor and expect him the to starfish. be interested. Take it. Right, yeah, <laughs> the starfish, yeah. Like here I am, like. Yeah. You're welcome. Right. And after the fact, knowing what you know now about him, do you feel like this is just a pattern he repeats with lots of different people? Like he finds people in a vulnerable state and takes, kind of uses them and then. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I think at that time we both just had matching, uh, what is it, trauma bonding or something? Mm -hmm. Like the narcissist, mm -hmm. empath, victim, victimizer. You can go all these stories, but at this point in my life, I'm no longer like, oh my God, he's the worst person ever. He's this, like that guy was my soulmate, you know, because it was because of him and the way that he abused me, it actually catalyzed this whole 
like the greatest transformation of my life even though like he's a piece of shit and he treated me like shit taught you a lot of things yeah it it made me grow in such a powerful way and I think like for anybody that is healing from like sexual trauma or things like that like to find the empowering story behind it instead of being like he hurt me it's like yeah of course but ultimately if you don't forgive you'll never like come into the power empowering mm-hmm. side of it so. have you ever loved someone like that since him uh, yeah <laughs> it's like the only guys i attract like i'm trying to overcome that those patterns you know the more i strengthen myself the more i don't attract those people but mm-hmm. like yeah my last boyfriend also had those like narcissistic tendencies he wasn't as like sexually um like violent or aggressive but just more like emotionally avoidant and mm-hmm. like kind of emotionally abusive but not like actually penetrating me because I was like I could beat him up honestly <laughs> but the first guy was well you go to the gym a lot you're like you strong that's why that's defend why. yourself mm-hmm. yeah. I, that's why I had this whole transformation was because of that experience so I don't even take a step back. So you said that that was the first person where it really kind of awakened like that inner fire and the desire with you. Yeah. When's your first memory of like even being attracted to, to someone or the idea of flirting? Like he has memories from when he was like a toddler trying to look up girls' skirts. Oh like, my God. Very young. I was always very hypersexualized growing up. I was a dancer and um, my parents were divorced very young. And I remember like hearing my mom having sex when I was like five years old. The lady who babysat me was teaching us how to give blowjobs with a banana. What? In fifth grade. In fifth? Yeah. She was like, girls, like, let me show you. This is how you give a blowjob. And she has the fucking (laughs) banana in her mouth. We're like literally in fifth grade. Light skills. Yeah. And then she was like, come look at my landing strip. Oh, my God. His dick was so big last night. I swear to God, girls. It's like this big and we're like yeah in fucking like middle school like it was Holy. i wonder what her life story was <clears throat> oh she's fucked <laughs> showing up the kid she's like want to hear about what i did last night yeah. children <laughs> literally like yeah so i've always been very hypersexualized, and with that like always I, I even like elementary school like i always was the girl that like had the boyfriends you know what mm-hmm. i mean i always had before everyone probably did yeah and i was like the heartbreaker a bit mm-hmm. i wasn't like hooking up with them but it was more like i had the boyfriend blah 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 mm-hmm. um but i wasn't like overly sexual with them you know like like i remember in middle school i remember the girls making out and i was like oh my with, God. with boys or with each other with the boys well actually no i was definitely a lesbian um as a little girl, that was, those were probably my first sexual experiences were with girls. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I was a dancer and we were always naked. So we would always like, <laughs> we would always like play games like house and we'd be like, and we'd like, you know, mm-hmm. we'd touch each other and like do all that stuff. So my first sexual experiences were with women. I don't think I've ever talked about it on the podcast before, but I, I think mine definitely were too. Yeah. Like with close friends, like nothing for me, it wasn't anything serious, but like, just like, being like, oh, like, your body's different than my body. Like, mm-hmm. what if we did this? And it was, like, I, d- I don't remember ever, like, eliciting feelings for me, but just, like, the curiosity of, like, yeah. how do human bodies go together? And, like, try to figure out, literally, like, yeah. but if babies are supposed to be made, does it go like this? Or yeah. How would this work? Like, mm-hmm. trying to sort that out with people. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so you would first kind of, like, explore. And I think it's beautiful, too, when kids are little, sometimes, like, with their close friends because there's no malintent right it's just kind of yeah. this curiosity of discovering things and like it's you're comfortable pure. with who's around you yeah oh we were super pure but like I definitely remember like like getting turned on like feeling the feeling of like pleasure and like even like learning how to like masturbate when I was like little like how I, old do you think you were I was young like six or seven oh, like yeah. I knew the feeling of like pleasure when I was like seven and I would get so like nervous that I would like my parents would like walk in on me or something in the room I'd be like humping something you know yeah, what I the, mean? the humping like, pillow humping the pillow yeah, no, or like going. humping something yeah <laughs> that would make me like yeah and I used to think like I used to think it would get me pregnant or something I was like am I gonna I'm, get pregnant it's like, like all sorts of things right yeah like, especially if your parents aren't open with you like that's I've heard some of the funniest shit of people like, <laughs> like I, I think I've said before that I went to high school with a girl who tried to only have sex at night so that the sperm would be asleep <laughs> and she was pregnant by the end of the year but like she couldn't talk to her parents or like you know catholic hispanic family who like would have killed her if they knew but like yeah. If they had actually just been honest with her, she would have been a way safer situation from the get-go. But, like, yeah. oh, that happens all the time. P- 
Pillow pregnancy. Yeah, pillow pregnancy. I was really <laughs> afraid of um of pillow pregnancy. So, yeah, glad that didn't happen. <laughs> so magic. Have you had a threesome? Um. Oh yeah. I I have had a threesome. Yes. Just one. Oh no. <laughs> so have you had male male female, female female male, both? Do you prefer one over the other? <laughs> I've had both. Um. Yeah, just definitely depends. Like. I've made like OnlyFans content, which mm-hmm. is like like porn. So, are you still actively having an account? Is that something you like people to check out? Yeah, yeah. Um, Plug in. <laughs> you can get all of her creative art. Yes, um, OnlyFans.com slash Tantric Twerk Yoga. Tantric Twerk. Tantric Twerk Yoga. Yeah. So, um, on there, I've had threesomes with like all girls, and then I've had threesomes, two girls, one guy. Then I've had threesomes with like me and three guys that was like interesting i basically had like a train ran on me and that was like it was like that was back when i said i was having sex for sport you know what i mean it's like more performative is very perform it was like i felt like it was all i felt like it was a gay orgy because i felt like a guy you know what i mean i'm like yeah bro let's go like oh, like it was we just, can do oh my god and yeah wait so i have another question for you have you ever had a threesome not on camera Oh, yes. Oh, wait, yeah. not on camera. Um, yeah. well, it was just, just purely just thought. for the enjoyment, not... Um, yeah, I think, like, back when I... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah. want to know the story of the first season. Whose idea was it? How did it come about? Wait, was the first one on camera? No. First threesome. Um, how did it come about? I think it was with um, this girl and... <laughs> my like ex-husband um <laughs> yeah it was like this so you found a unicorn then yeah yeah she was she was a girl and me and her definitely had like a very powerful sexual connection it was like one of the first girls that like usually with girls it's like kind of awkward to like go into that like lesbian-ish thing but with her it felt so natural and I didn't feel any like shame around wanting to like explore my lesbianism with her um it just we just like went together really well and we had no problem like being together in public like showing each other like affection in public and then me and her had a threesome with the guy I call him my husband but I was living with him for a few years and we basically didn't hook up after that (laughs) that was like probably the only time we had sex was with this girl yeah and then after that I never had sex with him again um, Did you ever meet up with her again? Well, yeah, we were seeing each other for a bit, but then we we fell out. That's why usually with women, like I like having sex with women, but to do like the emotional relationship with women, that would oh. be a lot. I need yeah. to balance it out. And, like, <laughs> deal, deal, deal with all of it. Julia's rule of thumb is that the girl only stays for like five days. Yes, yeah. that like if we travel with girls, right? Like we've taken girls to Costa Rica. We've like. Try to do burning man and stuff, but like after five days of consecutively living, mm-hmm. sleeping together, showering together, eating together, brushing teeth together, I'm like, get yeah. out. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. It's not that they can't come back after the fact. And I want to be clear with you guys because I know a lot of you are now introducing more people to your relationships, and I'm very, very proud of you. But like, have this conversation with your unicorn so that everyone's boundaries feel respected. Like, you shouldn't just kick someone out and like make them feel used. But if you know ahead of time, like I warn girls, I'm like, hey, like we can hang out for a couple days and then I'll need a break to like reconnect with my primary partner and then we can come back and like readjust our boundaries but you're not just like moving in from the get-go just so people don't like have really high expectations and end up hurt if you can do that and remember it's better to start small like build up because I feel like a lot of times especially like in your situation if you find someone that you like and feel that strongly about it's like this is the one Mm. and you go all in the deep end and then the shit hits the fan it's really hard to back out at that point right rather than like baby stepping it Mm mm-hmm yeah, I find it's just it, yeah, it's it's more difficult with uh, with women. There's just a lot more emotional things going on, and sways, and, and yeah, just, can't both have a mood swing at the same time, and no one's there to stabilize it. You're like fuck, <laughs> some dick dick energy, just like energy. the strong like yeah, masculine. Shiva. yeah, masculine, yeah, the grounding masculine <laughs> force. Yeah, thank you. Which you are good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I want to hear more about your threesomes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need more details. So th- there was what, that what, what, one. What do you prefer? Um, like, what, what has been your favorite favorite setup? I like um, I like the two girls and well, two girls, two guys. I've done that before. Two girls, one guy. Um, 
Actually, I kind of like all guys too, though. If it's just me and um, a few guys, that's that's fun. But it's not as like romantic. Like I said, yeah. it's more but, like. Do like, you prefer if one of the people in the arrangement is like a primary partner of yours? If it's all just friends, there's no emotions oh. attached. Like, hmm. slash, would you ever do it with a primary partner? Ooh. <laughs> See, that's something that I haven't explored, you know, because I haven't been in like a real relationship in quite a long time. And with my last partner, we definitely didn't like share ourselves. We were very much like, but I'm pretty sure he cheated on me. So, um, but it wasn't like I wasn't involved in the situation. So I would think I would going forward, like I would explore, I would be open to exploring with the primary partner, but it would have to be some conscious connection and conscious relating not just like oh like let's just have a threesome and it's gonna be fine let's not talk about anything and wait yeah. for shit to blow up in our face right like i definitely feel like it would have to be deep and um emotionally expressed everything okay so usually it's not romantically tied people no and are they usually is it usually your idea or people will proposition you like it's usually like uh i don't know something about my energy like I used to have sex parties, you know, so I just like kind of you host them yourself. Yeah, like in your home or in, in my venues? home, in my home or in venues, and like I just kind of become like the ringleader and put people together, and then all of a sudden you, everybody's here. fucking. Yeah, and it just for me, it's all just like kind of fun and games. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's all just like haha, sucking dick, fucking. LOL. <laughs> like, it's nothing nothing too serious, especially when we've been creating OnlyFans content. It's like... That's true. I've been with, like, the porn star, the famous porn star girl. And then, like, my last... Ex, like, I'm not going to call my boyfriend, but my last fuck boy, you know, we were doing, like, OnlyFans content. And then we would, like, compete against each other to see who would get jealous first. Like, we'd be with a group of people. And then I'd suck his friend's dick. And then he would be fucking my best friend. And we're, like, trying not to get jealous, but we're, like, actually trying to make each other jealous. Like, all discreetly. Did you like that? Was that a good connect? Oh, it was very much... I, I ended up beating the shit out of him. So, probably not. <laughs> it's like like the toxic competition where you're like, I'm, I'm better than this. So and then, like, deep do you, down, it's just festering resentment. How do you handle like, jealousy? Do you feel like How do I handle jealousy? Oh, no, I just actually beat the living shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> not advisable, guys. <laughs> not good. <laughs> like, I literally am the person that probably needs, like, these uh, conscious communication, conscious relating, because... I definitely am a kinky person, but when it comes down to, like, um, yeah, being, like, vulnerable and it, it being in the conscious relating and expressing feelings, um, yeah, I haven't been good at that. The last thing that I was in um, was with this guy here in and we definitely were, like, kinky. We were open, you know, but then he invited me over, and I just had this feeling that he was fucking another girl, and I'm like the fuck and I go over there and I literally hear "Ah, ah, 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 ah." and I'm like you were coming yes he invited me this is the fucking shit this is the fucking shit that it was like it was just like we had a stabbing competition we just love to stab the shit out of each other like hurt each other who can hurt each other what did he invite you in or something yeah he invited me over so I walk in and he's literally pounding her like the bitch is flying on the bed like and I'm like I walk in, then nobody even notices me. I see a beer, I crack open a beer, and I just I just burp really loudly, like, like, hello, I'm here. And he's like, oh, oh yeah. And then she looks at me, the girl like looks at me, she goes, um, we're we're busy. And I was like, yeah, I know. He invited me. And and he was just like, That's hey, my babe, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I was very much just like, don't react. Don't react. Take a beer bottle, you're saying. Yeah. And so then he tries to get me to join in. Da, da, da. Did the other girl know that you were coming? No. So he's playing both of you. So that's probably how not to have a threesome, guys. Well, I just want to know what the fuck this dude's power game is. That he's like, there's some poor girl who thinks that she's having this, like, experience. Mm. Has another girl walk in, realize that it's his partner. Wait, he's so playing did, did both you up, people. Did you end up oh having a threesome God. with him? No. All right, so that's how not to have a threesome. Yeah. Don't just invite fucking. Don't lie. Don't try and over. pressure people into it. You don't have disrespect this conversation them. Beforehand. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Be like honest. he tried to manipulate me to get me in the bed, and then I left, like feeling like so violated, even though yeah, I pretended sure. like I didn't care. I left, and I was just like, I went to bed, and I was like, and then in the morning, 
literally it was like this this spirit came over me i swear to god it was the ancestors i blame the ancestors <laughs> they came over me babe you know what i did i had this police outfit and i put on my police dominatrix outfit i wore the police hat i put on my coat i literally walked over to his house i bust open the door with my foot and he like wakes up and he's like <gasps> baby and i was like fuck yeah and I literally just sucker punched him straight in the face. Why <laughs> <laughs> you put on your costume for it? I, yeah, I had my own costume on to sock him in the face. Yeah, was the girl still there? Yeah, she was terrified. I, I almost and so then I stole his laptop, and I was about to steal her shit. But I'm like, no, this isn't her fault. Leave her alone. Don't touch her. Just let her like it's very watch. high ground of you. I know, right? <laughs> right. And so I stole his shit because I took his laptop because I needed something for him to need to come back for. You know what I mean? So he couldn't just like disappear after I beat the shit out of him. Like I needed him to like try to come back and and talk to me at least. So I took his shit and then there was this whole drama. He ended up getting kicked out of the villa, of course. I I got to stay. Was this in LA? No, this was in um, in Changu. This was in (laughs) Changu. Yeah, you know what's funny? He, He left... And now I found out like two days ago that he's returned to And I'm just like, I swear to God, if I see this motherfucker. Run him over with your scooter. Was that the last time you ever talked to him? It wasn't the last time I talked to him. Wait, wait, wait. But you have his computer. Yeah, so I have his computer. Oh, you still have his computer. No, no, no. I ended up giving it back to him, you know? Like, I ended up like giving it back to him. I tried to like make amends. Like, I tried to make amends. And it was just still like, you know what I mean? Also, he's not like... It seems like he's not a person who can he's admit not. wrongdoing and doesn't he's want to not. change. So no. like, there's, there's no, yeah. it's all game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all game. It's all ego. There's it's no game. resolve for this no. situation. No. If you approach a threesome like this, you're probably going to yeah. piss everyone off. If you cheat you're on your partner and manipulate girl two girls, you'll get your computer yeah, stolen is, and you'll get punched This is not the, the way to do it. Right. That sounds fair. It's not the right decision, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you'll leave everyone feeling all sorts of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I like, so you flew to with a police outfit so of course brought all, of course. all of the gear yeah i even had more but i had to leave it in thailand because i couldn't bring all so i had a huge suitcase filled with like shoes and equipment and outfits just chilling in thailand somewhere yeah i had to give it away unfortunately was, was it for like performative or just for you just yes, you liked it? all my stuff all my costumes like i take photos i you know make content mm-hmm. i just have a ton of outfits from when i was a dancer so yeah, yeah that, that should cost money. Like, mm. like my, my, I have friends for strips or even like for circus, like the amount of costumes mm. that you need. And if there's holes in it and fixing it and getting the colors and everything right, that is difficult. Yeah. Um, so I think this would be a good time uh, to ask about what I've heard you talk about on your stories, which seems very relevant about yeah. healing yourself uh-huh. oh, yeah. and being honest <laughs> with yourself and all of like the balances that you talk about, like mm. the world with the feminine and masculine energy and mm. the imbalance that people are having, which is why there's such a big shift going on. Mm hmm. Can you educate the people? Yeah. I mean, I think um, it's really important that we just embrace our feminine energy, which is all about like intimacy, you know, and and connecting from the emotional level. Because in my previous relationships, it's been like ego versus ego, Mm -hmm. you know, pride versus pride. And this is coming from like the masculine space. There's no real connection because we're both operating from the space of like you can't hurt me but you can't or hurt I can me. hurt you more or <laughs> I can hurt you more you know but when you come from a place of like true vulnerability um and you can meet uh on an emotional level and you can meet with like authentic expression that's that's like the evolution of relationships that's the evolution of the planet but it really requires people to um you know, they have to drop their masks. They have to drop their, all of their defense mechanisms, all of the things that they try to be and try to appear as, um, you know, it, it doesn't get you very far. You, you can play the game. You can play the game for as long as you want. But then once you realize you're so sick of not being nourished on an emotional level, like we need nourishment. We need connection. We need to feel like, we can emotionally connect to somebody to be seen and held and feel like respected as yourself as yourself you know not just like as who you want to project yourself as Mm -hmm. you know so that's definitely um 
the next evolution of things. But yeah, it requires vulnerability. And a lot of people are afraid to experience that vulnerability because those pieces of you have been hurt, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, those pieces of you have been banished or rejected or oppressed. Like even this guy, you know, I could talk all this shit about him, but at the same time, like I always have compassion and understanding because like, I don't know what the fuck he's been through. And his life probably wasn't that great. He's putting other people who, right. He's probably been through fucking hell also you know but i wouldn't know that because there was no openness and it doesn't excuse his behavior but it is a bigger thing for you to also feel compassion like yeah he's fucking people over he's probably not happy in himself right and it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt for you but it is important to remember that like happy people don't do shit like this to other people exactly you know yeah exactly and that's why like i'm very focused now on instead of just pure like sexuality and sex for sport kind of like mm-hmm. before in the only fans like i like to integrate bdsm uh like i i guess like role play to explore um these experiences of like what your whatever your kink is like for me i like to be either the mom i like to be either like the mommy so like the in control one where i could like really expose a a man's like vulnerabilities and like and make him feel um i guess safe to be like the little Mm -hmm. boy i like doing that but then i also like to be like little i also like to be the baby and like to be like i need a daddy you know so to be held to hold and to hold others yeah to be to be held so exploring both of those things is um is really important and, and not to be, like, ashamed of it, you know what I mean? To, like, mm-hmm. to just be okay with, um, to going there with people. And is that part of what you would recommend if other people are aware of trauma or things that they've been through that they want to heal? Do you feel like doing role play and things like that or just being really vulnerable with yourself yeah. is part of how to heal it and overcome things? Or Yeah, um, specifically, like, in some, some of my workshops, like, I use role play as a way to... Um, position yourself in a in a role or a character that you normally wouldn't express or that you would be afraid to express like even just in your normal dynamics and ways of relating with people like pushing your comfort zone yeah push your comfort zone and like express a piece of you that wouldn't have a place in any other circumstance you get to create one you know Mm -hmm. And, and you can create like guidelines and and rules and boundaries and I think that's like super important but that also requires like a certain level of self-love of self-trust of of authenticity Mm -hmm. and vulnerability because if you don't have it with yourself you're never going to be able to have it with somebody else yeah and on that note remember that if you guys are ever getting really vulnerable or trying to work on yourself you need to really trust the person you're doing it with right (laughs) because if you open up your soul and your heart to someone who doesn't have your best intentions or your best interest at heart, like that can really set people back. So just be sure that you're doing it for the right reasons uh, if you're doing it in a healing type of way, right? Like especially in like BDSM situations like that, like even if you're going to sex parties, make sure that it's with people who you trust and you feel safe and you're going to walk out of that experience feeling better um, rather than worse, which I know is tricky because it's kind of hard for a lot of people to find like the balance and the right community for what their needs are. Yeah. Um, That leads into my next question is that you mentioned as you were coming that you host workshops of mm. sort. Mm-hmm. Um, what would something like that look like? Like if, if one of our listeners were to meet up with you somewhere in the world for one of your courses, what would a normal workshop entail? So usually um, it first entails like some type of meditation or hypnotherapy, like past life regression. Because I do uh, hypnotherapy and meditation. I've been a yoga teacher, a hypnotherapist. So we do a little bit of like going journeying into Mm -hmm. the mind and usually taking back to a place in in your lifetime usually childhood where you know you felt unloved unseen unworthy you know these places inside of you that you repress deep down um and so we go there and and most people revisit the actual memory and people have different experiences. Sometimes people go to a moment in childhood. Sometimes people see other lifetimes, you know, of, mm-hmm. of memories that just happen to surface. Um, so we revisit those places and then I have them share whatever it was. Like, what did you need to feel in that moment to feel loved, to feel seen, to feel accepted? And they express that. And, and just by expressing it, you become aware of this whole other reality. And then from there, then we create the role play scene 
that can be implemented to, to make them feel balance um, it out. Yeah. Give them what they were missing. Right. And you're kind of already in that subspace uh, after the regression. So I, I'm whatever the character is, I, I help them maintain that um, that scene, you know. So if they're little, I'm like more of an authority figure where they can stay little and they could stay in this um, this mental space. And that's where we do the subconscious reprogramming. And it's 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 different than just um, like neuro linguistic programming with like words and reframing the actual thought, but with the physical embodiment with like BDSM, whether it's like with shibari or with a whip or a flogger or whatever it is that are like dressing up like a woman or whatever it is that your kink is, it really like you're able to experience and embody um, something new to reframe this uh, subconscious wounding. And I'm so curious, how many people would usually be at? an event or a workshop like this? The last time we did it, there was like, there was like about 20, 22 people. That's big. It was huge, yeah. And we didn't have enough time for everybody to get to go, but we did about four or five people. And and the experience of being witnessed also within mm-hmm. a big group is, is also very powerful. And how long does the whole session last, like from entrance to leaving normally? Mm, I think it was about an hour and a half. But okay. it, it could have been way longer. But okay. just for that sake of the workshop we were in, it was about an hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. I have a question. I don't know if I'm saying it right because I heard it from but I guess on your story you said you're vegan. Mm-hmm. And do you only have sex with people who are vegan as well? Um, <laughs> it's kind of like my new requirement. Um, <laughs> purity I mean, testing. It's like, it depends, you know. I used to be super strict about it. It just, it just. It Having just really sex depends. or what you eat? Um, what I eat, it just depends. You know what I mean? If the person's not vegan, but their, their energy is like, they're super high vibe. Like, I'm not going to say everybody who's not vegan is not high vibe because I've met super high vibe people that, you know, Mm -hmm. eat fish or whatever. Um, but it's more so like, yeah, I'm not going to fuck you if I see you drinking like Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Like, it's like, bro, Doing a couple shots of whiskey does a lot of Coke. You're like, mm. Yeah. Might not be in the right mind state for what I'm looking for. Yeah, there's just like a certain level of of vibration that I want to commit to. And then I think it's really important when you're sharing your energy with somebody that it it matches, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you align on a spiritual, physical, emotional level. So, yeah, usually like meat eaters don't really align with that. That that used to be one of my, I mean, we're both plant based. Like, we've both been, I've been vegetarian for eight years, nine years, whatever. He's been vegetarian for a couple. I was vegan for a while. But in the beginning of our, our threesoming, one of my requirements was that girls couldn't eat meat within a week of seeing us. Oh, wow. Because I was like, I don't want to taste it on you. Yeah. I don't want to smell it on you. Yeah. I was like, X, Y, Z, right? It was like, you have to look a certain way. You have to smell a certain way. You can't eat. You can't have smoked right before you see me. You can't show up drunk. You mm-hmm. like all of these requirements. And the list has changed dramatically, especially as we go to parties where people are drinking tequila. I can't be like, no tequila for you. Right. Um, but I do pay a lot of attention to like how people especially take care of their bodies. Like that yeah. shows a lot, right? For girls like yeah. chain smoking and yeah, like you know, eating a fucking cheeseburger from Mickey D's. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know. You probably, first off, you're not going to taste very good. As like, no. All of that. But like if you're yeah. working out and like surfing on the beach and you're fucking awesome, you're rock climbing on the weekend. I'm like, that just aligns with who I want to hang out with first yes, off. Yes, exactly. And you can come do circus in the house and the site would probably be better anyways because you like take care and pride in yourself. Right. Um, and they're not just going to be hung over fucking all the time. Yeah. Because I have some friends who I adore, but like, Half half of their life, they're just trashed. I know. I'm like, hey, want to hang out? They're like, I can't. Still, Children. still hungover. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely not in my lifestyle either. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you were to have your dream relationship, what would it look like? Would it be obviously a vegan? Mm. What else? Uh, Monogamous, polyamorous, male woman. Um, definitely like a guy, but somebody, a guy that's like balanced with his feminine energy. Like I posted on my story, I think today, I'm like, I'm just looking for a boyfriend who's down to be my girlfriend, Mm. you know, but somebody who's like really super balanced in both because he can't be like too feminine where I'm actually just going to like walk all over him. But I guess like feminine in the way where it's like a dominatrix over me. Like, I'm like, oh shit, it's the goddess. Ooh, you know what I mean? It makes me feel like, oh my God, she's here. (laughs) But he's here. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's just, uh, yeah, a man who's masculine enough. Do you have an age preference? Uh, Definitely, like, at least a bit older than me. Like, 27 till 
50. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like older guys too. And then would it be monogamous, polyamorous, one? Kato, the sugar daddy, what are you looking for? Definitely um, committed, you know, like primary partner. I would be open to exploring polyamory just because I think it seems like something really interesting and a way to evolve and maybe even a way to deepen a connection potentially. But I've never experienced it. Like, obviously, as you know, like, I definitely have, like, possessive and jealous tendencies only a little bit yeah just just a tad <laughs> um but I definitely know that like in this life it's it's more than just like you I'm yours and you're mine and I'm gonna own you like I want to understand what it's like to like love unconditionally mm-hmm. and to and to really feel that in a deep way so if that requires me to be somehow polyamorous or dabble with it I'm I'm definitely interested but I'm definitely looking for like a committed partner but I don't I want it to be open and, so and evolutioned. Would you want your relationship to be open to like feelings or just sex? Oh, it has to be feelings. It has to be like a spiritual connection. I, I cannot just connect with somebody like, like. So even with other people, like if it was someone yeah. polyamorous, even the people you connected with, there would be like romantic feelings there too. Yeah, they would have to be like, if it was just like he wants to like fuck some girl because she's hot, I would be like, get the fuck out. You know what I mean? But if we could like, yeah, I would have to like approve of the person. Mm -hmm. And it's like they have a spiritual connection and I could see that she's assisting or he is assisting in like his growth and Mm -hmm. in some form, like I would be on board with that. But if it's just like pure lust, like I don't know if I would be able to get on board with that because I don't see it as evolving the person would at you all. Would you want to do it with him or would you want to explore separately? Mm. Don't ask, don't tell, or do you want to know every detail of it? I and, think and I like, would want to know. But would you want to be involved in the sexual experience with him, potentially? Would that be more exciting for you or less exciting? I think it would be more exciting to be definitely involved. Yeah, to be involved to some degree. You know what I mean? Just depending on the scenario. But the last one we stuck it was one of our best recent because she was really hot and had like zero threat of like trying to come into our lives. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. There's zero emotional attachment. She's just really like really hot. I got, oh, this is so easy because sometimes we're with people. We travel for a long time and mm-hmm. they always fall in love with her and they think they're soulmates. And it gets uh, really yeah. messy. Everyone's heartbroken. The past, there's tears. And it's like in the really... past we looked for more of like that soul connection. Yeah. And like, then we found it a couple of times and it was just like it was really hard, hard to, to break out. it off at the end. Oh. And it was like, After like four months of like living with someone, they were like. They're like, well, we can, like, raise like, our kids there, together. And I'm like, like ah. There's, like, proper feelings. You know, I, I feel like it's really hard to, to mm. have a sexual experience with someone and not begin to feel. True. Like so, that. yeah. May, like I said, like, I haven't ex- haven't been in the connection yet to, to know. But maybe, yeah, maybe then it would be like, oh, yeah, you just want to fuck her? It's just fucking? Okay, fine. <laughs> maybe that's the only thing I tolerate. Right. Who I mean, knows? It also you know? can change, too. Like, what we were looking for changed over time. So, I mean, it just has to be open to adapting. You know, yeah. what you think you want in the beginning is, like, perfect. That's great for the beginning. That's a great place to start. And then from there, you can figure out, like, yeah. you know, if there's something that needs to change. Like, and even what yeah, your new boundaries I feel like are. I'd be more open to her because, like, I mean, right, we're newly engaged but we've been living together for six years like i know he's my fucking person we know when we're having kids like my entire life plan with this person like you are mm-hmm. my human so i have no fear at all like we could literally fuck anyone and i'm not worried that he's gonna go fall off and uh, fall off fall, fall, off, fall off fall in love and run away with them um but i feel like as we look for people it is a lot easier to find someone who's just hot Rather than to find someone who's hot and aligns with your values and is high vibration and has, you know, the same wants in life. Mm. Like, to me, that's just a, a way harder um, list to fulfill. And I'm open to it, right? Like, we've had a couple of people who we're still so close with and we see them every year when we, like, go to Burning Man and we revisit people. Mm. And I love them, like, deeply. But I think I'm I'm more aware now of how hard it can be to bring someone in, like, full time. Um, actually... If you're listening, you just wrote to me the other week, one of the couples who they're like, it's their first threesome and they just found this girl and everything's going really well. And the wife all of a sudden realizes she's bisexual and it's really mm. sweet. And they're like, you know, we're going to be seeing each other every single night for the next two weeks. And I'm like, mm. you might want to pace yourself, you know, yeah. like it might be great. But also if you guys really are a good match, then there's no rush, right? Right. Save it for Friday nights. Make it a, you know, date yeah. night. You guys can really get dressed up and look forward to it. So it doesn't, you know, because you both have kids, like you don't want to. 
yeah. get this complicated. Like I mean, this. or you can dive into it and just really experience it and let it go. Just have it be explosive. Yeah, just it. just be aware that limerence is very finite and you can burn through it really quickly and be left with nothing. So like, there's no mm. harm in like giving yourself time to appreciate and fantasize and like build back up to that experience because it takes a lot of energy, especially if you're with a primary partner where you then have to balance needs and recheck in and like strengthen your bond and like having someone over all the time can be fucking tricky, mm. tricky tracky. Do you want to have kids someday? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, a guy that talks about, like, wanting to have babies. I'm, like, oh, my God, my womb is screaming. You know <laughs> what I mean? Twins. Like, let's go. Like, I'm, like, really looking forward to having babies. Do you and know how many you want? Like, two or three. Two or three? Yeah, I definitely want some babies. Um, yeah. Soon or later? Um, or would it, it, would just, it would depend on the man, you know? It would depend on the man. If the, if the boyfriend is, like still like fuck boy and we're just like hee boyfriend girlfriend blah, blah blah but if it's like baby daddy then it's like oh yeah I'm baby mama like it just depends I'm very much shapeshifter you know mm-hmm. so it can just really depend on whoever it is that comes in next you know okay. yeah I have a question for you mm-hmm. what's your favorite fruit um watermelons watermelons yeah. so juicy yes yeah as always it only ships to United States and Canada at the moment and I know shipping is slow but the last couple of you guys who got it um, who won the giveaway have been really excited and had uh, good reviews and I thank you for the, the videos even though they were a little bit explicit I'm glad you and your partners are enjoying it um, I guess that's what it is for um, as always Uber Lube is like the world's greatest lube not only because it has no taste and no smell and it's not sticky and it doesn't stain your sheets but also it's like pH balanced for feminine all the goodness um, it also looks really cool. And because she's a guest on our show today, she gets a free sample. Ooh. Like everyone last week. Um, we'll try not to repeat what happened in Becca's episode where she put it all over her arms because she liked it so much. And she was oh, very God. slippery on the way home. Um, oh, Lord. But that's how good it feels, guys. It is delicious. So, as always, uh, the first two people to message when her episode drops uh, will be entered in the giveaway. <laughs> Have you used lube much? I don't like lube. No? (laughs) I don't like lube. Maybe it'll change your mind. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, maybe I just haven't found a good one. Is there a reason you don't? Yeah, it just feels like inorganic to me. Like, I don't like using condoms. I don't like using lube. It just, I feel like it dries me up, actually. So, every time I use it, like, yeah, every time I use too much things that are unnatural in sex, like, I end up, like, you know, UTI or whatever. So, that's a super common, for a lot of women, that's one of the reasons why I actually like just from like a scientific point really like a really because it's so pure it doesn't have like the smells and the alcohols and the chemicals that can really like fuck girls up and you end up with infections and irritation and like all of the messy shit which is why I normally stare very far away from things like that I'm like coconut oil I'm like all this like organic shit but the first time we got that I, I was like beating all of their ingredients and I was like oh this shit's actually really pure it's like medical grade like safe which I would always recommend guys if it's going in or near your body please make sure you know what it is and that it is in balance uh, with you because that is the worst way to end sex is like with an infection um, or something that feels off in you. But generally speaking, you just prefer natural human slippery, slippery mm. keeping. Unless yeah. it's toys, but I guess that's not like a chemical additive. Right. Yeah. Unless it's like in my butt, you know, it might be different. <laughs> well, then it might be more necessary. Yeah, lube. Would okay, be guys, Uber lube for the butt, all yeah. the butt stuff. Right. Right. Random question for you. Mm-hmm. If you have your dream threesome, who would it be with? I guess, like, yeah, since it's just relevant, like, would probably be the potential baby daddy that I was telling you about. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. He's spicy. He's super hot. And you like guys normally, like, tattoos, like, kind of more, like, dark? Yeah, like, good body, like, super fit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Super fit, tattoos, but, like, also a little bit kinky, like a, like a guy that can, like, choke me. But then also he's down to be, like, sensitive and, and stuff. So, like, maybe, like, him... Honestly, you know, <laughs> probably another guy with him. Yeah. yeah, like probably one of his friends. Yeah, one of his friends. <laughs> I wouldn't want another girl. I I would, wouldn't want another girl because I would just get fucking jealous. I know I would get so fucking jealous. I'd be like, bitch, back up. Even if it was a girl that you were into? Not that into her. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> no, like enough. I'm more into him than whoever that bitch would be. You know Fair what point. I mean? Like, So would it just ideally would it just be two of him? Yes, two of him. Two of him. Because he's, this is the thing. He's like a girl. He's pretty like a girl. But then he has a, then he has a dick. And it's like, oh. Actually, wait, do you have that? I want to, I want to hear Ricky's reaction live when you you show. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
scope people out. I mean, all and he has all of these things. friends that all, like, look like him, you know? Really? Like, they all, yeah, like, all of his friends, like, they all fucking look alike. They all, like, have this. Yeah, it's very pretty. Still look. Look at, look at those tatties. So if you guys uh, follow her stories, you might see this guy popping up in the in the future. <laughs> well, yeah, very good looking dude, eh? <clears throat> yeah. What's he like, though? Is he kind of like, is he cool or is well, he... Well, I wouldn't know because I haven't actually even had an official conversation with him. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've, like, talked on Instagram, but, like, in person, it's so funny. It's, like, so fucking weird. It's, like, star-crossed lovers. It's, like, so fucked. Like, we literally look at each other and we're just like... <gasps> It's like all of this. Yeah, it's like so weird. And the energy is so fucking intense. Like he'll literally be telepathically talking to me from across the room. Like, and I'm just like, like all of these things are going on, but it's happening telepathically. So every time I tell somebody about it, they're like, bitch, you're fucking crazy. Like, and I'm like, whatever. I don't give a fuck. You don't understand. You don't understand. So it doesn't even matter. They're like, you haven't even talked to him yet. I'm like, oh, but I have. But. But I know. But I know. And there's just something playing out that's beyond words. Well, I used yes. to tell people that about like the yeah. first week that I saw him in a gym. I like had was sending pictures of him like working out to my friends. <laughs> like, and I was no. like, this is gonna be my person. Like, have you talked to him? I'm like, no, no. But I'm gonna marry him. And you they're like, know. they're like, girl, you're 16. Like, you're that's you're an adult. 16. I was like, I know. And then, oh, six years later, who was talking crazy? Voila. Mm. When you know, sometimes you know. You know, yeah. So that's just kind of how how this is. And it's just like... I'm excited for you. I want to hear all the updates when we get to, to meet Dream Boy and actually talk about things. With yeah. words, not just telepathically. Hopefully that happens soon. <laughs> Random question. Do you think his dick is tattooed or did the tattoos just stop? I don't think his dick's tattooed yet. I think he's... Yeah. Gonna, yeah. I think he's... I don't know if he's going to get it tattooed, but I think that's... He had mentioned that that's, like, the only part of his body that's not tattooed. Have you seen it? I wish. No, I haven't seen it. No, no. A, a dick that's tattooed. Not oh, oh, no. I have not seen a dick that's tattooed. Wait, so you talked about it with him, though? No, I didn't talk. <laughs> because he's, like, one of those people that, like, you can fucking understand his whole life story by just watching his Instagram. Like, he's, like, you know... He's like a girl. Like he's like always on IG, showing like, everything. Yeah. La la la. You know me. It's like it's like a fucking woman, but I don't <laughs> okay. So, what? <laughs> this might be hard for you because you seem like you have a lot of stories. What would be one of your most cringeworthy memories in a sexual moment? Oh God. Oh. Oh. Um. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't even call it like sexual, but yeah, like. I used to be, like, a dominatrix. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't even know. That's not really, like, sexual because that was, like, more work-related. But I guess if we're talking about, like, my personal actual sexual experiences, it'd be, like, this guy. I was, like, at like, summer camp. And we, like, really liked each other. And, like, it was, like, oh, like, we'd, like, write each other love notes. And he was, like, super into me. And I was, like, oh, my God. And I was, like, so excited to, like, you know, do stuff with him. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, whipped out his dick. And like, babe, what the fuck? It's like this big, like the size of my thumb. I'm just like, no, no, like this, this can't be real. Like, I don't even know what to do with this. Like, I don't even know what to do, you know? And and two fingers. Yeah, but the, and then they just act like it's no big deal. Like they just act like, yeah, what? It's my dick, and I'm like, there's nothing there, and like. How do you even go on with your life? Like, that's more But what else is he going to do about it? Like... I know. That's the thing. I mean, you might be able to feel it (sighs) in the very... Yeah, front. Well, that's why he's like, oh, I can fuck you all day. I'm like, yeah, because I don't fucking feel anything. But, jeez. Strap-ons are a thing. Yeah. Maybe, although I've heard that guys with micro dicks are supposed to be really good lovers because they compensate for it. So they're, like, really good with their fingers and really good with their mouth. It doesn't necessarily make up, but apparently I've heard from first-hand sources that they are, like, really committed to like getting their partner off all the time because they are aware of their shortcomings although maybe he is not not, that wasn't he we were having like we were having a lot of sex like yeah actually so you had sex with him yeah we did have sex we had a lot of sex actually so it wasn't a deal breaker um no but it was just kind of like weird you know what i mean it was just kind of like i wasn't like excited when he would whip it out was he good at other things 
Yeah, I guess. Like, he, oh. he was, like, very, like, emotionally, like, connected to me. So that was cool, I guess. Good snuggling. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He was, like, kind of like, like a mom. He's, like, nurturing like a mom. <laughs> so I guess that was cool. But okay. Did you yeah. actually, like, when he drops the pen, did you actually say something? <laughs> Were you actually like, oh, God, <laughs> bro, sorry. Like, no, I was still, like, young. So I was still just, like, I didn't haven't had that many sexual okay. partners. So I wasn't, like, bad bitch enough to be like, oh, hell no. But I still was, like, had a Poor guy would have broken him like, for life. What the fuck is that? <laughs> okay, fair enough. And then when was your most recent threesome? And where would you rate it on a scale of, like, bad to fabulous? Um, most recent threesome was probably with um, her, this porn star and my ex, I think. So yeah. was it good? Female porn star. Yeah. Um, was it good? Not really. It was kind of just like... Performative or... Yeah. Like, I remember, like, me and her were, like, hooking up. She's, like, a famous lesbian porn star, you know? So she's supposed to be, like... You know? It's, like, it's all looks. Like, but I didn't feel anything. Like, we literally were, like, scissoring. She's, like, eating me pussy. Like, all this stuff. Like, doing everything. And I'm just, like, mm. never had an orgasm. Like, even with my ex, the gut, my ex fuckboy, like... He never made me orgasm. Like, she never made me orgasm. Like, it was never yeah, actually about... A lot of noise and no yeah, actual... Actual, like, pleasure, intimacy. I mean, like, the most recent guy I had sex with, it was great. Like, I never had squirted so much in my life, you know? But I also hadn't had sex in, like, six months. It was, it was pent up there. Yeah, it was definitely Release of tension. But he was connected to my body, you know? He was connected to me. Like, like the other boys, like, just... It was all shell. They don't actually know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Where's the craziest place you've ever had sex? Hmm. Craziest place I've ever had sex. Probably. Well, you can do top three if you need to. I feel like you have more. <laughs> top three. Um, um, probably in like um, like a bathroom stall. Oh yeah. In, in a bar. Yeah. Is there enough room? Is that just kind of? Yeah, just kind of up- upright. Sometimes okay, that's, that's a new one, though. That's good. Yeah. It's nice when you hear a new one. You didn't just say, like, car. Or, like, yeah. Public is kind of fun, too. It has, like, that element of, like, danger. Yeah. Bathroom stall. Like. Was it, wait, was it the girls' toilet or the guys? Guys. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily, like, with somebody that I liked, but it was kind of, it was kind of a rapey. <laughs> oh. It was a little bit rapey. Well, that's, that's not good. Yeah, it was a little bit rapey. Yeah, oh. I've had some. I've had some like uh, sexual experiences where it's like, I'm very like out there. I've been very out there with my sexuality, to a point where it's just like not good for me. You know, where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I just kind of got raped in the bathroom stall. Wait, did I? Was I consenting? Did I want to be there? Did I want to? Yeah. So you cross a lot of lines or boundaries when you get so deep into this world. You're like, like, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then being a stripper, of course, like, you're basically having sex or just doing shit everywhere. So it's like bathroom stall, like, it's not that, you know. The boundaries get blurred a lot on, like, what's acceptable or what feels right to you. I know a lot of yeah. friends, some of the first people we interviewed talked about how hard it is to maintain a boundary when, you know, someone says, you know, but will you break it for 20? And they say, no, you know, but will you break it for 200 or 500 or 1,000? And yeah. at what point do you let that line move and then right. you can never take it back? Right. And it can be really hard to maintain. That's where disassociation comes into play. I'm really good at that. Yeah. But really good at dissociating <laughs> from my body. <laughs> and that's what leads to the moment after where you go, wait, did I want to be there? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It's like lots of shame, lots of guilt when you come back to your actual self and you're like, do and you're just like well yeah I didn't that wasn't me no it wasn't me yeah and you're like wait that was yeah I mean and that's definitely a more extreme example but it's what I think about a lot when I when I hear some of your guys stories and you're like oh I didn't want to you know but I did it for him Mm -hmm. or I thought he would leave me if I didn't I'm like that's not an excuse because you have to live with it forever right right like even if you're doing an act of sexual surrogacy where like in the beginning our threesomes was right where it was like it wasn't bringing me joy, but it also wasn't hurting me. I wasn't feeling negative because he was so good with the aftercare and checking in, but it was something I was doing for his benefit. But I don't think you should ever cross the line where then you feel degraded or less than after the fact. Like, mm. that is not worth anyone's happiness if you're yeah. crossing a line like that for yourself. Right. And it's, it's hard, right? Because sometimes you really love this partner, you're afraid mm-hmm. of them leaving, but, like, 
it, it is going to be so much harder to come back to yourself um, if you push that. And it's tricky. It is tricky for people. What's your ideal amount of sex? If you had your dream partner, oh, yeah. this guy with the tattoos. <laughs> I'm like, day. oh, great. I can't wait till he fucking listens to this. Yeah. You guys get married, <laughs> have babies. How, how many? Just send it to him. So every morning. <laughs> you just have to depend on, like, the type of sex. You know what I mean? Because, like, if it's, like, tantric sex and it's just sex that's, like, energizing me, then, like, fuck, I would love to have sex, like, a lot. Like, one to three times a day or something. But then at the same time, like, I'm not really that crazy. Like, I know some people are like, oh, I could just fuck, like, all day, like, all night. Like, six months in, you're like, mm. Yeah, I don't know if I'm really, like, that type of person, you know? Um, but it would depend. Like, I would definitely want to explore, like, this, like, tantric relating. And not even just about, like, penetration, but more of, like, the foreplay. Like, I'm really into, like, the mind games, the emotional connection. Like, you know, the touching and... La, la, la. Like, I don't really think it's just like, oh, I gotta have sex again, and then have sex again, and then have sex again. And I'm just like, oh, so much, like, energy. Like, we could be doing so many other things, you know? Yeah. Or we could just have, like, one really amazing, mind-blowing fucking session, and then, you know? Get on with the day. So yeah, get on with the day. productive. Right. Every yeah. day, though, would be... Yeah, every day or every other day, like, yeah, I'm not, like I said, I'm not, like, super, like, oh, my God, I gotta fuck every day like some people are like super like addicted to sex like that for me it's like I don't have to fuck every day like I would rather it be like really good and like built up a little bit you know it's like mm-hmm. a special I want it to be special I don't want it to be like oh it's 8 a.m gotta fuck like you know like a time for be, desire yeah like yeah desire and like romance and like ritual and yeah making it special oh I like that yeah. before we go on to the last two questions I want to loop back to some of the sex parties or events that you've organized, how do you go about screening guests and making sure that it's the right type of person who shows up? Mm, that's really huge. Um, so I actually didn't do that um, for the last event. Like, it was somebody else's party and I was hired. So they I kind of just had to trust their judgment. But mm. moving forward, I would definitely put a hefty price on the party you know what I mean or whatever the make sure people want to be there yeah to make sure people want to be there they can afford it I also think like money sometimes like relates to like the level of whatever so definitely like a higher caliber higher caliber of person um what they can afford and also like I would have them probably fill out like some type of survey or just some basic screening like this person can't be fucking psychopath or or toxic, like... Yeah. But yeah. do they have to be, like, recommended by a friend, or do you want to meet them all beforehand? Like oh, I, um... I would probably want to have a general idea of who they are, you yeah. know? Not too, like, investigative, but definitely have Social a good security idea. number. Mm-hmm. Fingerprints. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely want to have a pretty good idea of who they are. Okay. So, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, don't be such a fucking whore. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah... <laughs> know your boundaries and know your worth you know what I mean knowing your worth and not just like like you're talking about like giving into those like oh well it's $20 $50 $60 like learning the value of of your body and that you're so much more than just like money or a piece of paper because like I had I gave up a lot of my self-worth and like dignity just for like money and that really fucked my head up in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways so learning the value of sexuality the value of your body learning like the value of of your worth and how sacred it is you know that's that's mainly how sacred sexuality is is mainly the primary lesson that i learned out of all of this experiences i think that's important yeah for all of our younger selves and for us i mean it's true for all people i think especially for women and young women or people who are doing things for love or, or needing that validation. It, it's a very slippery slope and not a lot of guidance too, right? People kind of tell you like either don't have sex at all. Yeah. Or, you know, your horn is a lost cause and not any balance between like some of our other friends who are on the podcast who are like sex workers and still have like really good self-esteem and hold their boundaries very professional. Mm. And it seems right. It's a really big juggling act to kind of, be able to work in certain realms or even people who don't do sex work like yeah just even within your own relationships and dating and not letting people take advantage of you is yeah important super super important important yeah okay and as the very last question um 
do you have any parting advice for our audience or our guests? Is there anything you'd ask them to do? I would say, like, when you're exploring your sexuality, definitely, like, understand yourself. Like, learn that it's beyond just, like, your orgasm. Mm-hmm. Um, understand that sex is really, like, a union, you know? And, and you can, you're not just coming together with, like, some other body. You can use sex as a means to, like, connect with God, connect with, like, the higher self. And that's kind of, like, my mission now is to connect sexuality to the divine and not just, like, oh, I'm just trying to fuck and get off and however many people use sex. But it can be used as something to really elevate your consciousness, elevate your connection to yourself, of course, and to whoever you're with and probably to the rest of the world too. If you're having really great mind-blowing tantric sex, I could imagine you feel pretty connected to everyone around you. Healthy orgasms heal the world. That right. is our, uh, our hashtag of the day. Yes. Um, could you tell people one more time how to find you, how to reach out to you with all of their questions and support? Yeah, sure. So you can find me um, on Instagram. It's uh, underscore M-A-G-I-C-K underscore magic. And I also have OnlyFans. Um, is oh. it linked through your Instagram? Yeah, but also I'm starting a new website, uh, a new company. It's called Melons. I don't know if you guys are you guys into the crypto space at all. He knows more about it than me, but I'm sure some of our audiences. Okay. Well, we're starting a new company. It's called Melon, and it's like the launch of a token called Melon, and it's an NFT platform, non-fungible token, where content creators can mint their content, like pornographic content, or it can just be a photo of some kind of video and you turn it into an NFT and basically sell it on our platform, which is called Melon. So that's kind of the space that I'm in now and would probably put some of my content on there, some photos, some videos, and you can basically purchase these assets with crypto. There you go. Yeah, so that's in my And she does business. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming all the way out here to find us. I know it is a hot day and (laughs) much driving on these crazy roads. but we appreciate it. And also, I don't think we told people how crazy it was that we ran into again at, like, a random friend's birthday party. Oh, yeah. And that you remember that we'd met, like, a couple of months ago. And yeah. then I was like, damn, you got to be in the podcast. You got some stories, girl. <laughs> and here we are. So we appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Thanks. So glad we got to connect again. Yeah. <laughs> you. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs>